my parents were pretty strict. They said don't even talk to strangers. Don't take candy from strangers. Don't get into cars with strangers. Why? If you don't talk to strangers, how do you make friends then? Also, me, when I was a little girl, in South Africa, way, way back, there was a moment where a lot of people were kidnapping red-headed girls, and to be honest, there weren't many of us, and as you now have figured I do have red hair and um yeah my parents became quite paranoid at one stage but that's okay I'm still alive today aren't I well hello everyone my name is Adisha and I'm all the way from South Africa and this is Hello Poland. I'm always curious about the strangest things. One of the things that I'm curious about today is with all of the people being abducted in cars, what? is the most common thing that happens to them, you know? Is it people killing them, harvesting their organs, selling them to some sort of trade? Who knows what other options there are? I mean, I think the options are limitless. So, here in Poland, I love doing research about spooky stories, spooky places, things that you don't hear about back home, back home, so oblivious. Yeah, so, during the 1960s and 70s, there was a very popular car well, type of car. It was black. And it was a Volga. Ever heard of a Volga? Well, I haven't. Google it. This black Volga. One specific black Volga was said to roam the streets of Warsaw in search of its next victim. people said that um, this black Volga was either driven by a nun or a priest. Some even said that 
the devil himself is driving this car. Devil or your lovely neighborhood priest. Hmm. So this specific car was said to have white curtains on the windows and white rims. And whenever this car had the opportunity for the driver, let's say the driver of this car, who knows who was driving this car. If they had the opportunity, they would stop next to some unsuspecting human. Kind of like a predator stalking his prey yeah, and then pouncing so he would stop and ask for directions and then when they least expect it BANG! he grabs them throws them into the car yup just another day. So it is said that most of the victims were children and um, that inside the car there was a whole setup of a blood transfusion station and then the poor kids would not necessarily be drained of blood but the blood would taken unwillingly and um, then given or more likely sold to rich families who have leukemia victims family members leukemia sufferers and this blood was supposed to like help them. Now, strange thing is that there are similar stories of black Volgas terrorizing the streets of different countries and different cities. There are stories in Hungary, Russia, Belarus, Ukraine, Greece, Mongolia, and that's just only a few. Now, Honestly, for my research, the Black Volga was a very popular car for elite people. And um, after World War II, a lot of people had this car. And surprise, they were mostly black. So I mean, that makes it difficult. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, this is just a legend.
but it does have some origins, some real origins. So in Warsaw, the origins are of two ladies kidnapping a little child, I can't remember if it's a girl or a boy, and throwing it into their black Volga, and then driving away, but someone spotted them, spotted the whole scene, and then went to the police, and the little child was found, safe, if I can recall. Yeah. Now, within these other stories, it gets pretty fun. I mean, give me paranormal. Give me a little bit of fantasy, you know? Um, so, some of the stories said that tissue and organs. Not tissue should blow your nose in, no human tissue, like skin, were harvested and then sold on the black market. Yeah, and the bodies that were found were completely mutilated with signs of surgeries. And, um, of course, missing body parts. And, um, one of the origins that it could be coming from is that USSR elites were doing this, um, not kidnapping people, like children, but were kidnapping some people. Um, and I mean, it wasn't unlike their habits, but um, yeah, <sighs> yes, they are one of the ones to blame, according to all the stuff I read. Now, for some people, it gets fun, you know. All of the people that they found with missing body parts and surgeries, like, I mean, that's legit cases. So some people started saying that um, they were drained of blood as well, and that the people driving the black vocals were vampires because they would also disappear at night. And they were only seen at night. But something that would more likely make sense is that communist officials would kidnap and interrogate some people, Um, like the USSR officials that were driving Black Volgas, and um, yeah, interrogate them with, let's say, excessive force. Um, and get their information, you know. 
Hmm, who cares about how they do it? They don't. But, most likely. Most likely. The story comes from the Soviet premiere, too. Was alive during that time. Yes, excuse me for mispronouncing the thumb name, but Lavrenti Perea, I don't know if you've heard of him. Well, if you have, I don't care. Sorry, no, I'm not. Berea had some desires. He desired to abduct women, but only women that he found attractive. And then um, he would force them and have his way with them and then once he's done or he was done sorry uh he sent them away like a little pat on the shoulder job well done good job and um cute isn't he just like so nice flowers were to imply that uh, the deed that just occurred with like between them were consensual and then if the woman denied the flowers or if he had any suspicion that he would be exposed yeah he would he would kill them Right. So, even though this was a legend, there were some real stories that were the origins of this legend. Very fascinating. So basically, this Lavrenti Rea was one of Stalin's um, <laughs> important officers, you know, of his um, private force. <laughs> and uh, he was, this this actual Berea guy was uh, one of the people that massacred a lot of Kurdish people. Now it's said that at one stage Stalin's daughter got involved with Berea, but then Stalin warned her to never see him again. Which, good for you. I mean, you must have learned what a piece of work this man is. Now, according to what I've read, um, 
viewers. After Stalin died, this man got like a promotion, and then he had more power. But then he was actually arrested and trialed for numerous things, including. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this, but then also. Uh, yeah, so treason, being a predator, and and more. <laughs> the list grows. Yes, he actually was executed on the 23rd of December. I mean, like, it's almost Christmas. Like, Merry Christmas to you. Like, yeah. Good luck, family. Your husband and father. And, um, yeah. One of these at work. So, his wife and son actually stated that he was a predator and um, would force women into these uh, um, um, desires, yes. And then, a lot of women said that one of the ways that he got them to kind of go along was to promise them freedom for like their imprisoned relatives. So yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, goodness. And uh, some of the things he said to the woman is like, you can scream or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If they did not hurt him, I would I don't think he would last that long, honestly. So I know BBC did a documentary, and they said that like Maria spent his nights having um, teenagers abducted from the streets and brought to him to do what he wanted, and anyone who resisted were strangled and. Um, actually buried in his wife's rose garden. Yes. That is definitely where I would want to make that. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I would rather end up in the rose garden than being one of his kids. don't know about you guys but that's just another story of like a 
a wonderful man, then my family would not approve of me dating ever, and I won't approve either. So, yeah. That is all for this podcast, but stay tuned for my next one. Um, yeah, please don't do anything stupid.